Hey everybody, welcome. Atomic Radio Hour, post-nuclear podcast. I am your host, Vince, and I'm also here with... Your supreme leader, Queen of the Wastes, Olive. Welcome to episode 127. Welcome. How have you been? What's new? What's going on? I am back. You can probably see. Um, haven't even unpacked my bag yet. Um... But I'm back in my normal setup. I was um, I was home for Thanksgiving, but now I'm back home, um, home, home, uh, and I'm just ready to finish up school so I can go back for Christmas. Cool. But I'm glad to be back in my own space um, instead of just like ruining my parents' schedule for like two weeks. <laughs> cool. Because, like, at this point, they're, like, uh, they're not old. They're quite young, actually. But they, like, have their own schedule now yeah. that their kids have fled the nest. Yeah. Um, so, like, whenever I go home, I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry if I'm being an inconvenience to you. <laughs> um, they don't that's treat me like that. Ago. I just, like, I don't know. I just sometimes feel a certain way. But... No, not much is new. Um, I've been playing video games to distract me from the crushing dread of finishing my semester. I'm, I'm, s- I'm still playing Hades. Yeah? Yeah, it still slaps. I'm thinking about going back and replaying the Uncharted games. Yeah, I mean, they're a good linear story if you're just looking for a good story to play. Yeah, just something I could turn my brain off and just be like, ha ha, ha ha. Just that's kind of um, silly man find of, treasure. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping for for Cyberpunk. I just um, I just bought mm. it um, begrudgingly. Uh, yeah, I was reading reviews and I was like, man, this sounds like it sucks. I want to clown on it myself. So I, it, hmm? it just doesn't seem like a good game. And I don't mean like I mean yeah, everything's subjective and like. It just seems like such an overhyped game. It's yeah. I, I read a YouTube I, I comment. I didn't really like look at any of the coverage or hype no, of it, neither except did I. for the reviews came out this past week. So I read like one or two reviews, and I was like, okay, this. And like one of them highlights that apparently it's super transphobic. So I want to see it for myself. How? Um. Apparently that there's there's just like a bunch of kind of like. They irreverently commodify, like, trans existence without actually showing, like, good trans rep. What do you mean, commodify? Like, there's, like, ads in the game for, like, fake products that have, like, um, and I'm gonna use this quote that I usually don't like, but, like, chicks with dicks, kind of, like, posters trying to sell things. And it's just, like, really uncomfortable. It seems like it's gonna be really uncomfortable. And I just want to see just kind of how much they fucked it up. See, I get that. I understand where you're coming from. Um, I think that's incredibly realistic, though, just because you know if like the world that they're trying to build is this ultra yeah, futuristic, yeah. like dystopian. Like I don't consider that to be in bad taste. Then just because you know. That if they could, like, I mean, dude, go on any website that has anything that that's like any sort of fetish material, and that's going to be right there. It's going to be worded yeah. just like that. And the only reason it's not advertised that in advertised like that in public is because there's certain laws and regulations. But if this is a game about things that are just off the rails and uh, 
Like it's incredibly dystopian. If this is a nightmare scenario, um, I think they're pretty much showing exactly oh, what I. That's not what, that uh, bad, I don't think. I mean, it doesn't say like get you a. And sorry for this one, but it doesn't say get you a shemale. It just shows a yeah. girl drinking, drinking something, and she just happens to have a penis. Like, see, I yeah, don't think it's that's. Just- it's not, it's not, it's, but also like, look at, and I'm not trying to justify transphobia. I'm just saying, look at the picture. I'm going to have this, the screenshot on screen. She's, mm-hmm. she's, she's attractive. Like, it's not like she's, oh, yeah. she's portrayed like that, but she's not portrayed to look <laughs> dumb. She's not portrayed to look like she's anything mm-hmm. des- undesirable. And again, I'm not saying like, this is fine. You should be okay with it. If you have a problem with it, everybody's got a problem with something for some reason. And it could be completely mm-hmm. justifiable. All I'm saying is at least it's not like it's less than a normal member of society. Right. Yeah. I also um, think this is just, just like really one funny. Of the things, <laughs> that's one of the things that kind of made me a little uncomfortable. And um, just like in reading things that. Just like they could have handled some things with a little bit more tact, but, but I think I'm that's going the to point. wait to judge it for myself. But isn't that the point that it's like abrasive and in your face? I suppose. Like I'll be able to tell you once I play it. Like I'm not. Like, that's just kind of my initial like impressions after avoiding the review cycle. And yeah. The, I haven't even watched the trailers. See, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, neither did I. I didn't watch it. The only thing I I don't even think I watched the the press conference with Keanu. Like when he came, that everyone made a big deal about. You know what? I did see that. I don't we think I saw E3. the whole thing. I don't. I think I was working when that when that happened, and I got home late. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I saw the whole thing. I think. I mean, honestly, just from seeing I'm sure I'll have that, a lot of thoughts by next week. <laughs> see, but the the way the way Cyberpunk was, and I don't want to talk about Cyberpunk too long because I I just don't care about the game. Um, mm-hmm. But. The way I kind of saw the... I mean, the, it is the, a dystopian technical future. No, it's like, dystopian, it does fall yeah. in the purview of our show. It's it's dystopian, yes. And it does fall into the, the thematics of what we talk about. This is this is a... Um, what was that webcomic you used to like? What the fuck was it called? I, know, I, I do like a bunch of them. The one in high school that was on, like, MS Paint. Homestuck? Yeah, this is a Homestuck situation where the fan base has already ruined it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what the, I mean? The, the gamers TM are already kind of fucking around, so... Rick and Morty's first season was incredibly funny, and I will never not quote, it has been a hard mating season for Bird Person. And mm-hmm. I remember before everyone knew about it, not to be that fucking guy, but before everybody knew about it, I remember, like, hanging out with friends and constantly referencing it and then season two came out and then it was just nuggy sauce and i was like all right i don't want to be associated with this like right yeah and that's kind of what cyber dude go read i if you i don't think you can wayback machine for steam but if you wayback machine in some manner for steam a year ago there were people saying that cyberpunk was a masterpiece a year before well even sooner came out before it even came out like it was just like like yeah it's just it's it's something that i i personally don't take offense with what was shown and the whole idea of cyberpunk the way i have taken it is is augmentation of one's body and mm-hmm. what is more augmentation of one's and, body? And, like, augmentation of society. Yeah, and technology and integrating everything into one. But what is more augmentation than finding out who you truly are and becoming that? And 
I, I just... I'm the modern cyberpunk bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, what like GMO humans and shit. Like, it's going... But all, it, it's going to Something be... that's going to happen in our lifetime is designer babies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like... And that's and like, like a hugely ethical question of like, is that something that we want to be able to do? There was... I remember having that conversation with someone once and it was like, yeah, let people do that. But then your kid can't play sports professionally. Yeah, you can't just be like, yeah, let's up the muscles on this baby. Yeah, yeah, you can't just be like, all right, when this kid comes out, he's going to be seven foot two, and he's going to mm-hmm. be able to bench press three smart cars at a time. Yeah, like, the, like the, if you can't want your play. child to have black hair and green eyes, fine. But if no, you're going to have like a roided child, well, no. But but why would you? Why would you? Why would you say I want my kid to have black hair and green eyes, but then not touch anything else? Because then what if the kid can get asthma? What if the kid, can, kid is more susceptible to some sort of a cancer? Like, if you're going to mm-hmm. do the black, if you're going to do the vanity shit, you might as well take care of the fucking taxes while you're there. Like, take care of yeah. business. Fill out the paperwork. Mind your P's and Q's, my my, my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, just go through the whole thing. And I don't... Dot your T's and cross your I's. Yeah. So, <laughs> what I'm By saying... making a child that's immune to being human. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, any kid, that's gonna be the byproduct. Any kid that's a GMO child, that's a designer baby, is gonna wind up, like, not having a sense of humor. Like, they're just gonna be huh. incapable of laughter. Like, that's gonna be it. You'll, you'll live to be 140. You'll be as strong as an ox to the day you die. <laughs> you have a full head of hair and big swing and schmeet. But you can't comprehend laughter. I, I don't know. I just think the term designer babies is fucking great. Um, so I got to fix my chair. Um, I don't even know how the fuck we got here. I want to play it eventually when the hype mm-hmm. has died down. Apparently yeah. there's going to be multiplayer for it. And I also kind of want to wait for the next generation whenever I get into that. Because I feel like mm-hmm. that's where it's going to thrive. Um, yeah. I got it for PC, but I like ultimately it's probably best served on PS5. Hold on, question. Mm-hmm. Time out. You don't even pick a gender when you play cyberpunk. You pick a body shape, uh, you pick a voice, and you can customize all of the physical platitudes. Yeah, of, but of it's not body. sliders. It's pre-selected things. I think. Again, I haven't Which, played it. Which, again, is dumb because the game's in first person. Mm-hmm. It was originally it's just in third. there for your own, like, self-gratification. But, like, if you don't pick a gender, then, like, everybody's technically with outside of the binary, right? We, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So then, how do you know that this person in this picture that was on screen before is even female to begin with? Just have it have happened to be the owner of a penis. Maybe that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... So, like, how do you even say, like, that's a trans character? You know what I mean? Yeah. What I'm just saying is that, like, the representation doesn't seem genuine. It seems like, oh, we're going to include this because it's something that's, like, hot in the news and something that's, like, new and edgy, but not actually, like, caring about showing the diverse people in the community that I'm a part of. Before we get into the lore, I just have one point to make. Yeah. And you can you can retort to this one if you feel like it. I just don't want it. Like I said, I don't want to spend too much fucking time here. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, 
who was the Kardashian person who went from male to female? Male to female. Uh, um, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Who's a fucking bad person, by Hold the on. way. Okay, but this she, is my point. Like, this is yeah. my point of why I think what they're showing is somewhat realistic. When she transitioned a year later, I remember seeing headlines. And yes, she is a bad person. But I remember seeing headlines of her just being objectified. Yeah. Because now she was a woman. That makes perfect sense to me. This in Cyberpunk thematically makes perfect sense to me. And I can't believe this game, like, okay, me saying that I want nothing to do with the game, it must be good if we just sat here and had a fucking 10 minute conversation on a picture. Like, there's gotta be some meat and potatoes. Like, there has to be something to it. But that's what I'm saying is, Mm -hmm. if, if trans people were more accepted, if trans people, especially feminine trans people were more accepted in today's society, you would see shit like this all the time. You would see shit like this all the time because people just want to objectify whatever gratifies them sexually. They don't have any thought of who the person in the picture or in the video or behind the the, the, the mask. Not – you know what I mean when I say mask. Mm-hmm. Like they don't care about what, what that person thinks, what they feel, if they like their broccoli fucking steamed or not. Like they don't give a shit about that. They just think – I can put my parts somewhere near their parts do for a couple minutes and then I'm okay. Like that's all people care about. Like we're still just fucking chimps. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Honestly, I think that that's a really good way of summing it up and I think that was the the best that we could have uh, explained it. But does it make sense? I don't sound like an yeah, old man yeah. yelling like No, no, that sounds really that that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> so thanks for actually, uh, expanding upon a topic and thinking deeper than a subterranean or, or uh, uh, just the dermal level. We're, we're, we're 127. Let's do this lore. Yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> we don't normally talk about cyberpunk. Normally we talk about a lot of fallout shit and I'm keeping in the theme of the antagonists. And today we're doing what is probably my favorite of all of the antagonists. Just gush, my friend, do it. We're doing the one and the only Kaisar. Now, I have some Hold things. Hold on, before you start, how come you don't have a Legion flag on your wall I was, if you like Kaisar so much? I was actually just about to tell the story. Um, All right, fine. Do it. I have the NCR flag here. Uh, I did recently, actually, like the day after I got back from visiting you, mm-hmm. I bought two flags. I bought the the uh, the the Kaiser's Legion's flag and the um, Galactic News Network flag. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I thought that would be nice to have with the setup. It would be thematic and fucking here and there and whatever. They just shipped it out yesterday. What the fuck? Yeah. So I don't have it. I have something else that I'm going to show off when we're done with lore. But do not get it wrong. It'll always be true to Kaisar. Always. It's just... (laughs) It's not right for the wasteland, but it makes the most sense that it would win to me. And yeah. 
God damn, his you know guys what? are not interesting. Yeah, interesting people. Um, a lot of them bad people, but bad people can be interesting. Yeah. Just as interesting as good people. And I think that Kaiser is a really interesting figure. And, uh, honestly, I think Joshua Graham is more interesting, but g- let's get into it. Yeah, I'm, I might do, when we're done with this, I might do the DLC bad guys. Cool. Uh, Kaiser, born Edward Sallow, is the leader, dictator, and co-founder of Kaiser's Legion in 2281, worshipped by legionaries as the self-proclaimed Son of Mars. A former member of the Followers of the Apocalypse and an ex-citizen of the NCR. Since subjugating and des- the desolate region of the Grand Canyon in 2247, he has since, since forged his legion of 87 tribes, assimilated or exterminated them. From the former four states commonwealth, the militaristic might... The militaristic might Kaiser's Legion achieved completely pacified the lands that the Legion occupied, but safe roads were only the first step to fully realizing a permanent Legion that could continue after his rule. The next great step was to expand westward, to acquire a real Rome in the form of New Vegas that could be based of his new empire. But before they could continue westward, Kaiser and his followers must deal with the new California Republic, a formidable middle military power that Kaiser seems, I'm sorry, that Kaiser sees as his first worthy opponent. So all of my, uh, all of my lore I get off of fallout.fandom.com, the voice actor is John Doman? Which I actually don't know him from anything else other than nor do I uh, a political, um, a political commercial. Uh, really? Right here, he was in The Wire. I don't know what show that is. He played the Pope in a show in Borgia, Borgia, and he's apparently Carmine Falcone in Gotham, which I had no fucking hmm. clue. Um, cool. Yeah. He was in a couple yeah. HBO series. He was in Oz, which, again, I never watched. I just remember someone telling me Oz had a lot of rape in it. Like The Wizard of? No, it's... I, I don't know. It's about prison. <laughs> but... Imagine if The Wizard of Oz had a ton of just sexual misconduct. Uh, there's a scene horrible. where they run through the poppies that's supposed to be, like, them getting roofied. You know what? I just rewatched The Wizard of Oz actually when when I was home for Thanksgiving. We were sitting there watching it, and I was just like, "Bow!" And uh, <laughs> the woman who played the Wicked Witch of the West played the Wicked Witch of the West until she died. Like this is a quick tangent. There's a there's a lost episode of Sesame Street because she came on the show to uh show kids that the wicked witch wasn't that scary and mind you this is back in the time where like when the wizard of oz came on tv everybody ran home to watch it like in the 80s mm-hmm. 70s 80s um and she went on the show to show kids that the wicked witch wasn't that scary and it scared kids so they like never showed the episode so it exists in some manner but it was like lost for a really long time but back Bang. Back to Kaiser. All right. An educated and highly intelligent man, Kaiser is infamous as the most dangerous enemy of the NCR. 
that the NCR has ever faced. Inside the Legion, he is respected for his charisma as well as his brutality. These traits are the main reason such a large, sprawling organization hasn't collapsed into a slurry of small infighting factions. But despite the grand persona Kaiser has created for himself, he also has a less gracious, graceful side. If confronted with his past mistakes, or if he feels that he is not capable, he's not in complete control of a situation, Kaiser will reveal his true nature as that of a prideful megalomania, like megalomate, help me. Da -da -da -da. How do you say this? Megalomaniac. No, no, no. Megalomaniac. Fucking, are you on the thing with me or no? Um, yeah, but I, I lost track. He has um, a ton on. of megalomania and is a bully with a fragile yeah. eagle, ego and a hair-trigger temper and act out in particular denial and anguish or childish spite. Megalomaniacal. I, that's a fucking word and a half. That's a fucking that, $3 that word. word. Sucks. Yeah, fuck that word. I'm normally a big fan of words like that, but that just... Jesus, making me look bad on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now in 2281, Kaiser looms in the in the field base slash headquarters of Fortification Hill, waiting across the Colorado River to avenge his humiliation at the first battle of Hoover Dam and finally annex New Vegas as the capital of his empire that he truly deserves. He feels he truly deserves. I just want to point out that he just wants New Vegas because fuck you. Yeah. I like, love I that. I want this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very much a little kid going, that's my toy. You're not even playing with it. Well, now I want it. I love that. Now I want it. <laughs> Kaiser is playing with his cards more cautiously this time and will not give the order of Lanius to attack the dam until he can unearth the contents of the vault sealed beneath his base in the Mojave. Kaiser also needs to neutralize House, attempt to forge an alliance with the Boomers, the, Con the Great Cons, and the White Glove Society, as well as destroy the Mojave Brotherhood of Steel, and attempt to assassinate President Kimball. Two factors have halted his progress. Firstly, a debilitating brain tumor that prevents him from fully administrating to the day-to-day -day operations of the Legion. And secondly, his interest in reports of a resourceful courier who ambi whose ambiguous allegiances could either be a problem or potentially a boon to his efforts. You know what I think is so fun about that? What's that? You know what? The, the biggest problems on Caesar's plate is the tumor destroying his brain and your dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is, I don't know if this was done on purpose, but I like the, I don't want to say duality, but I like the, and I don't think it's irony, but um, you were shot in the brain and left for dead. And he's pretty much shot in the head and is left for dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, like, he's, I guess, metaphorically shot. Like, he's fucking... Yeah, he's, his days are numbered. He's, yeah. he's on his way out. I mean, he's also... Uh, how old is he? How old is he? How old is he? He's also 55. In the wasteland? Yeah, there's right here on the wiki, it says he's 55. He's also level 30. <laughs> Born in 2226 near the Boneyard as Edward Sallow, he was once a citizen of the NCR. Following 
the death of his father at the hands of raiders in 2228. His mother sought the protection of the followers of the apocalypse. While she worked for the followers, cooking and cleaning in the library, the young Edward learned how to read and started taking courses provided by the organization free of charge. Thought to bring the torch of knowledge to the waste, Sallow was a student of uneven quality. Though he was highly intelligent, his success in scientific pursuits were only proportional to his interest in the given subject. Nor was he particular popular, particularly popular among his peers due to his bad temper and narcissistic attitude. For Sallow, the followers were never an, an inspiring example. Their devotion to scholarship, their devotion to scholarship too stifling, their mission of enlightenment too naive. In 2246, the 20, the 20 year old Sallow was an anthropologist to, I'm sorry, and linguist. He was an anthropologist and a linguist. Uh, that's another reason why I like Kaiser, because you talk to him and he doesn't sound like a bumbling uh, wasteland yeah, moron. Yeah. He knows what he's saying. To benefit mm-hmm. from his talents, the followers sent him east towards the Grand Canyon on his first expedition. Accompanied by a physician, a physician, a physician, physician accompanied by a physician named Bill Calhoun and seven others. He was tasked with learning the dialects of the tribes inhabiting the region. On the way to the canyon, he and his companions happened upon a cache of historical books. Most significant the most significant to, to Salo were on ancient Rome, including the history of the decline and fall the history of the decline and the fall of the Roman Empire and Guy. I, don't, I didn't know Julius Caesar had a first name. I thought that was his first name. Gaius. Wait, where is that? And Julie and Gaius G A I U S. Yeah, that's Gaius. Gaius Julius Caesar's own commentare di bello galassio. I don't know. Ha <laughs> um, ha. You would think. <laughs> Whatever. He studied the books uh, rigorously, rigorously for two weeks, already inspired him to be to be more but not yet aware of their coming greater significance. Prior to the arrival in the Grand Canyon, they met with Joshua Graham, a Mormon missionary and tribal specialist from New Canaan. Already an accomplished scholar of dialects, Graham was supposed to teach Sallow about the local languages. But before that could take place, the Blackfoot tribe captured three scholars for ransom. While Sallow believed the tribe did this for ransom, it's weird that's written like that, Graham would later attribute the change to the tribe's relationship with the party to a mistranslation. Hmm. So he knew Graham for a long fucking time. Yeah, before he even threw him into the Grand Canyon on fire. Yeah. <laughs> he was fucking, he was Lanius. He was, yeah, he was, he was the, the first Legate. I mean, I don't know if yeah. he was the first Legate, but he was the Legate before Lanius. Yeah, he was the fucking brutal driving force behind the Legion. Yeah. Well, yes, Caesar was calling the shots, but he was the guy ordering the decapitations. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, the dude's motto is, I think we can't Graham expect God to do all the work. Like, come on. I know. I know. I just fucking, Graham is one of the most interesting characters in all of Fallout. Yeah. We, we've done um, an episode on him before. Nope. Yeah, we have. No, we haven't. We haven't? We haven't done an episode on Joshua Graham. We definitely have. Nope. You know what would be a really good way to check? Shut up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Kaisar's rise to power, the tribe was a sorry sight. Weak and insignificant. Worse for the hostages, the Blackfoot were at war with seven other tribes. They were heavily outnumbered, and Sallow recognized their defeat and subsequent demise only, was only a matter of time. Unwilling to sink with them, Sallow decided to take certain steps. A lot of S's right there. Objections to follow fellow follower... Objections from fellow follower Calhoun went unheard. After witnessing their lack of knowledge firsthand, Sallow stepped in to teach the tribes how to properly maintain their firearms, how to properly shoot targets, and how to reload ammunition. The next step was teaching them to how to manufacture explosives and drilling in small unit tactics. Imagine going to the zoo and going to the monkey cage and being like, here's C4, you fucking orangutan. Like, <laughs> all based on books Kaisar read as a young boy. He quickly. What book did he read? The Anarchist Cookbook. Did you ever read the Anarchist Cookbook? I am. Um, I have not. Uh, it's really good for three chapters. Then they just said, "Fuck it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can tell they just stopped caring. Someone gave me a PDF of it. Well, back in the day. Um, he quickly impressed them enough to the point where he was made their acting war chief. Once they were ready, Sallow led them against the Riggers? Ridgers? Ridgers. Ridgers? Mm-hmm. Those the, of the Ridge. Ridgers. <laughs> the, the Ridgers. Uh, their weakest enemy. Divide it impera. To divide and conquer. Did I say that correctly? Divide oh, it impera. When the tribe, I should learn Latin. That's just something that I could see myself doing. Yeah, like, just as you like, would really, like, I feel like you would really find a good, like, deep dive into Latin. Just like, and you know what? You would speak it all the time just because it's a dead language. Yeah, just because, fuck you. Like, like, here's this thing yeah, that I know. <laughs> uh, I think it'd be a good party trick, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it would just be fun to be like, haha. Like, I want to learn one song on the piano at, like, a concert level. Mm-hmm. Just so I can fucking so like, go like yeah, I can sit down and pretend like I'm John Legend for tw- for like three four minutes, and then someone's like, "Dude, you got to play another song." I'm like, "Nah, it's it's all right." Like I only know one song. Um, so he wanted to divide and conquer. When the tribes refused to surrender, he ordered every man, woman, and child killed. No exceptions to be made. The Blackfoot moved on under Caesar's lead, surrounded by the Kebabs? Kaibibs? Kebabs? Yeah. The Kebabs tribe. Upon their refusal to surrender, Sallow took their envoy to the ruins of the Ridgers village. The piles of corpses were were a shocking sight to the tribesmen who knew only tribals, who knew only tribals strife, played 
played at war with the occasion, occasional raid, raping, and pillaging. You know, if you can fit it in on a Tuesday. Yeah, this was just a like t- a little bit on the side. <laughs> yeah. You know, after dinner, we're a little full, go for a walk, maybe <laughs> rape and pillage a bit. Uh, for dessert. Yeah. This was total <laughs> warfare. And as Holy its shit. most destructive and barbaric state, the concept of total warfare was entirely new and terrifying type of conflict that the tribes had never encountered before. Such brutality would form the core of the Legion's tactics and philosophy. He said, fuck around and find out. He really did. God damn, is that fucking cool. He was cool. like, you know what you can do? Rape, murder, and pillage. And people are like, are we allowed to do that? <laughs> and he was like, yes. <laughs> I could just picture him like, we need to rape, murder, and pillage. Let me call my mom quick. <laughs> like, do we really want to be like doing that, guys? I, I mean, what else can we do? <laughs> Like I don't want to. I don't want you to think that I'm like getting excited about rape, murder, and pillage. What I'm getting excited about is like how well thought this is, and yeah, how he's just because New Vegas's writing is great. Yeah, and how he just kind of is like, like the idea of this is so up its own ass, but like in the best way possible. It's he he's he's quite literally. This is what I want, and I'm gonna go get it. And I don't give a fuck who I hurt. Yeah. I'm like, gonna, I'm gonna really play out this fantasy because I read a kid's book about Rome. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> there's, I, I wanted to talk about this beforehand, but we got sidetracked with dicks. Uh, I, I, there's Wasteland Weekend in the actual Mojave, right? And mm. as far as I know, there's always a, a group that goes dressed up like the Legion. And there's yeah, pictures. Yeah, you're right. I might I put a picture that. up. I might put a picture up uh, if I could find a good one. And there's a dude who dresses up like Kaisar. And like part of me wants to go there in like this wasteland attire and go to the guy who plays Kaisar and like kneel in front of him and be like, Owie, true to Kaisar, my lord, any bidding that you need done will be done in the name of Kaisar. And like really fucking like play into the role play, like the RP of it. Mm-hmm. I love RP. Oh, I fucking love the Legion. It's so fucking neat. All right. Uh, the kebabs promptly surrendered rather than suffer the same fate. Then the federal, federal, the federalis. No, I don't know where are we. The, uh, the Fredonians. Fedorians. Uh, Fredorians. Fredorians. <laughs> the lady. <laughs> then the remaining tribes. Kaisar was actually aware that the root cause of the problem was tribal identities, leading to the conflict and preventing any substantial recovery. He knew what had to be done. He had to erase all traces of tribal identity and replace them with a single monolithic culture. A year later, in 2247, when his confederation was large enough, Sallow crowned himself as Kaisar, leader of the great tribe, the Legion. He del- he deliberately pa- patterned it after the Roman Empire. One of the reasons was that ancient European culture was completely foreign, alien to the ignorant tribals. Uh, he was subject to the he was ignorant to the, the tribals he was subjugating. Kaiser used the commentary. 
as a blueprint. I like how Latin words end with two eyes. It's, it's just, just a stylish thing that I like. After all, which illiterate tribal would know that he was not the original Kaiser and his Rome was merely a copy of a civilization long gone. Second, he considered Rome highly militarized. He considered Rome's highly militarized autocracy? Autocracy. Autocracy? Uh, what does that word mean exactly? Um, ruled by an autocrat. What is an autocrat? You can't use the word in the definition. I, I, I did my best. Uh, basically like a dictatorship sort of thing. Okay. He considered Rome's highly militarized, say one more time, autocracy? Mm-hmm. Autocracy adept at integrating, integrating captured cultures the perfect template for a society that could adapt, adapt to the challenge of post of the post-apocalyptic world and thrive institution prosperity and peace the new pax romana the legion would be nationalist imperialist totalitarian completely humongous creature that would focus on long-term stability at all costs. I think there's also something kind of noble about shut the fuck up, we're doing it this way. That being mm-hmm. said, I understand where shut the fuck up, we're doing it this way is can be wrong. <laughs> um, a lot of Rome Especially fell. when you're uh, burning people at the stake. Yeah, but like also, <laughs> you could say whatever you want about the Legion. They put numbers on the board. They really got shit done. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Say what you want about them. Kaiser owns everything from Denver to New Vegas. And that's what we call opulence. He soon began putting his words into practice. Calhoun was sent away to the NCR as a messenger to warn them against interfering, there we go, with Kaiser's plans. While Calhoun was sent back to the followers to inform them of what he was doing, the other seven members of the expedition were murdered on the self-proclaimed emperor's orders. The newly christened Kaiser formed his legion out of the tribes that had either been conquered or had been ch- or had chosen to capture to avoid total destruction. Joshua Graham, however, Joshua Graham would, however, ingrain himself in the legion as Kaiser's right-hand man, becoming the legion's first. Legate. In time becoming known as Malpis Legate. Ooh, I didn't know that he had a different fucking name. Ooh. Uh, in the decades that followed, the Legion secured holding in both Utah and Colorado. While the entirety of Arizona and New Mexico were brought under the control tr- were brought under its control. Tribes were forcibly assimilated into the Legion were cities and their inhabitants lived on as subjects of the legion since 2250 kaiser has styled himself as the son of mars divinely ordained to subject the world to his will and five years later he established the first capital in the ruins of flagstaff real quick he really did a, a join or die kind of scenario yeah Flagstaff, Arizona. Just want to double check. I thought that was. Hold on a Apparently fucking Flagstaff, second. Flagstaff, Arizona is beautiful. Hold. It's mentioned but... in the Wastelanders update. Get the fuck out of here. Um, hmm. 
Maybe I'll check it out one day. I don't know. By 2270. I just uninstalled Fallout 76. Did you really? Yeah, I had to make room for, for, uh, transphobic future game. You know, it's one image. I know. <laughs> so uh, far. I'm just fucking with you. Please continue. I'm, I'm engrossed in the Legion. By 2274, he had conquered most of the tribes of Arizona, Colorado, Colorado up to Denver, New Mexico, and southeastern Yes, southeastern Utah and became known as the conqueror of 86 tribes, whose legion had never met with any serious defeat until their confrontation with the NCR at the first battle of Hoover Dam. And that's its own whole thing. God damn, do I love Kaiser. He's so fucking it's just interesting. So well written. The Republic has had has the dubious distinction of being recognized by Kaiser as a, this is the war with the NCR. Uh, the, the the Republic has a dubious distinction of being recognized by Kaiser as a worthy adversary, and conflict with the NCR was inevitable. For Kaiser, this was more than amnesty or or petty hatred. He sees himself as Kaiser returning uh, from his conquest of Gaul. And the NCR as a corrupt Roman Senate. A textbook example of Helgen? Helgian? Heglin? Uh, Hegelian? Hegelian dialect. What does that say? I am going to look it up. Never heard that word before. Helganism. The philosophy which could be summed up by. The dictum that the rational alone is real, which means that all reality is capable of being expressed in rational categories. The goal was to reduce reality to a more synthetic unity within the system of absolute idealism. It was uh, made by G.W.F. Hegel. Hegelian dialectics were the thesis and antithesis conflict, creating a synthesis when the conflict is resolved. What does that mean exactly? (laughs) I don't know. That's like when Um, yes and no come together, you get a maybe, kinda. Like, what? uh, Hold on, let me read it and then try to process it with my brain. Um... Oh, hold on. When the Legion conquers the NCR, it will be transformed from a republic crippled by bureaucracy, corruption, and gridlock into a highly efficient military dictatorship. The Legion will become a standing army protecting all of the citizens of the new empire and absolute power of its dictator. Basically, he was flipping the system on its head. He's he's lawful evil. Yes. That's lawful evil. Definitely lawful. That's lawful evil. It makes the most, like, not that it makes sense, but that makes the most sense to explain it. It's lawful evil. I, like, I'm your, on your side as long as you're on my side. Mm-hmm. Uh, of and course, if you're not on my side, fuck you. Yeah. You and your burn. family are getting put on crosses. Yeah. Of course, the new California Republic was not willing to roll over and surrender. Following a series of skirmishes and smaller battles, most notably the destruction of Fort Aradesh out east. Hold on. I didn't even know about Fort Aradesh. You didn't know about Fort Aradesh? You did? No. 
Ulysses brings it up in Lonesome Road. What the fuck? I didn't even know about Fort Aridesh. Aridesh is Tandy's dad. Yeah. There's actually a, uh, when you ask Kaiser why he hates, we'll get right back on why he hates the NCR. He says that the NCR was started by a man and his daughter and a couple other people at Shady Sands. And then when Aradesh, when the man dies, his daughter becomes president for over 50 years. And that does not sound like a democracy. So, like... Okay, so they destroyed uh, Fort Aradesh out east. Uh, the Legion forced a conf... Uh, the Legion forced a confrontation. In 2277, the Legion faced the NCR at Hoover Dam in what became known as the First Battle of Hoover Dam. Discovered by Ulysses, a Fumentari, a Fumentaris, I guess that's plural for Fumentari. Yeah. The, the dam was a symbolic Rubicon. At the time, Caesar's 68 reform tribes under the command of Joshua Graham marched against the NCR garrison at Hoover Dam in an attempt to take a strategic asset and river crossing. However, Graham's elite troops were drawn into the trap laid by Chief Hanlon of the New California Republic Rangers. As General Lee Oliver's soldiers held the line, Rangers and Army sharpshooters targeted their commanders, primarily uh, cent Centurions and Decanti, sowing chaos amongst the common legionary. The legate, unable to adapt to new strategies in combat, ordered his elite forces to punch through and pursue rangers, decimating his officers. The rangers and first recon sharpshooters executed, executed a tactical retreat into Boulder City. Elements of the army and rangers kept the legion engaged long enough to allow the most experienced legionary to enter the city. When they did, the Republic forces pulled out of the city. One of them, once most of them were safe, soldiers and rangers trapped behind Legion lines had to be abandoned. They triggered explosive, packed into the buildings in advance. Chief Hanlon's plan went off without, went off without a hitch. The exploding buildings acted as a giant fragmentation bomb, killing and maiming most of the Legionnaire and leaving the rest in a state of shock effectively crippling their offensive. The army and rangers followed the detonation attack with a counterattack, pushing back and eventually routing the Legion forces and forcing the uh, Malpass Legat to retreat from the cam back to the east of the Colorado River. Flanking attack attacks at Camp Golf and other camps in the Mojave were simply repulsed? Like, yeah. probably pushed back. I never heard Repulse use this pushback. I always heard it was like, ugh. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. Yeah. The, the Malpass Leggett returned to Kaisar in shame to demonstrate that failure is not tolerated even at the highest ranks. Kaisar ordered Graham to be burned alive. The former legate was covered in pitch, lit on fire, and thrown into the Grand Canyon. This was the worst defeat in the Legion's history. Graham was replaced by Legate Lenius, who embarked on a campaign. Can you look up what Malpass means? 
Because sure. uh, Linnaeus means butcher. Um, Graham was replaced by Legate Linnaeus, who embarked on a campaign of expansion eastward to subjugate further tribes for the Legion and gather forces for another con- con- confrontation with the Republic. Over the next four years, Kaiser rebuilt his army with 14 newly assimilated tribes, creating the finest possible blade uh, with which to cleave through the Republic. The Legion's increasing power was accompanied by a it means notice- general of the Badlands. Really? Yeah, Malpais uh, roughly translates to Badlands. Uh, and when it's like used in a Roman context, it means uh, Badlands general. That's awesome. That's so. That's cool. so fucking cool. Um, the fourteen newly assimilated tribes crafting the finest possible blade in which to cleave through the Republic. The Legion's increasing power was accompanied by a noticeable decline in Kaiser's health. Once healthy in his once healthy his face became sunken and sickly, his nature more reclusive. By the worst but the worst were the headaches, increasing in strength and frequency, affecting his ability to lead. Although they remained silent, the decline was visible to his officers, but Kaiser denied these problems, lashing out at any inquiries. The first hint of what might have been the problem appeared only a couple months prior to the infrequent headaches. The headaches recurred increasingly along with blanking out mid-conversation. The most recent system to occur is Kaiser's left leg stiffing and only being able to drag. Huh. While Kaiser is untrained to diagnose himself, he figured that he's likely suffering from a brain tumor, but defers to a professional opinion upon diagnosis. To, like, kind of assume that you have a brain tumor is a pretty educated guess. Yeah, this motherfucker was smarter than a motherfucker. Yeah, that's why he was able to create and rule the biggest tribe in Wasteland history. As I'm reading this and going through this and talking about the, as we're about to get into the philosophy of Kaisar, but like into this, he kind of reminds me of a post-apocalyptic ancient Roman Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. He's incredibly smart. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what he wants, but he's evil. He's pretty fucking evil. He's like, that's why I love Kaisar, because he's like an evil Batman. So this is from Joshua Sawyer. He goes, a case can be made that Kaisar should have an evil or very evil alignment, but he also exists in a bubble that insulates him from what he's doing. Kaisar does what he does because he feels that it is contributing to a better society. What's his official alignment? I will check quick. Probably evil. His karma's neutral. Hmm. Huh. Um, that makes sense. Huh. Maybe Ron Goldman's karma's neutral. Whatever. We can get into that later. The fuck he is. Um, the bedrock of Kaiser's philosophy is that service to the state is not just the highest virtue, it is the only virtue. Kaiser is critical of the NCR society as its leaders care not for the greater good. This is the contrary 
This is contrary, contrary to Kaiser's belief that an individual has no value beyond his utility to the state, whether as an instrument of war or production. He views the Great War of 2077 as a chance for humanity to start over and aims to unify humanity under one banner or eliminate them should they refuse. Reading through old world books, Kaiser has gained the knowledge of the old glory of Imperial Rome and has used the ignorance of his followers to claim that Kaiser, the son of Mars, the god of war, and not that he is the son of Mars, the god of war, and not Edward Sallow, former follower of the apocalypse. Aside from total military defeat, Kaiser's greatest fear is being exposed as a fraud. Most members of the Legion, excluding some of the most trusted ones, are oblivious to the fact that Kaiser, that the Legion, the Legion's culture is based on a book about ancient Rome. They believe that all of the customs enforced by Kaiser were dictated by Mars himself. Can you do me a favor quick? Mm-hmm. Can you go back to that, that book that he based it on? And send the, me a link to someone who is selling it. The commentary? Whatever book, yeah. Um, yeah, do a private seller. Don't go on Amazon. Please. Um, those who claim otherwise are viewed as the ultimate blaspheme. Blasphemous? Blasphemers? I know the word. I just don't know how to yeah. pronounce it. Um, and are likely to be executed. While some of the newly captured slaves are skeptical, they don't tend to uh, be vocal about it. And their children are taken away from that, from their parents and raised by Kaiser's priestesses. Secretly, Kaiser still doesn't feel like a real Roman Empire with a loose nation of savages. He thinks of himself as merely a barbaric king of the Gallus. Kaiser desires two things, a Carthage and a Rome. By seizing New Vegas, Kaiser felt that he would finally be able to elevate his legion to a legitimate nation by giving it its own Rome. By destroying the NCR, Kaiser's Carthage transforming them from a nomadic army into a true empire, militaristic, imperialistic, autocracy, cult, er, I said this, it's humongous, it's a ruler, understated power, a Pax Romana, which would prevent humanity from ever falling again. In his views, the NCR does not have a long-term solution to the problems of the wasteland. The bombs had reset humanity's progress and believed the time had come to rebuild it into something new. He argues that the NCR is weakened by its democracy and that it was at its strongest when it was under the dominating rule of the second president, Tandy, whose popularity was such that she remained leader of the NCR for most of her life until the death as the Senate would never dare oppose her. He was taught to venerate her as a child and, and observe that she was ultimately more of a queen than an elected official. And it was similar and it was a similar centralized power that a new set civilization needs in the eyes of Kaiser. The NCR came after Tandy's presidency presidency had been blighted with greed and widespread corruption because of the Jesus fucking Christ, these words. Oh my God. How do you say this? Oligarchery? Oligarchical, probably. Oligarchical? Oligarchical? Oligarchical. Oligarchical? No. Say it again. 
Ale. Ale. Garky. Gark. Where you see? Oh, Garkical. Okay. Oligarchical. Control. Yep. Thank you. Um, this has been hooked means, on phonics. Um, control of uh, of the pe- the people with the money have the control. Mm. Oh, the U.S. Um, yes, <laughs> the U.S. is an oligarchy. Cool. I mean, not you know what I mean. Um, in the eyes of Kaiser, the NCR came after Tandy's presidency had been blighted with greed and widespread corruption because of the oligarchical, garchical control of politicians and the Brahmin barons looking out for only their interests instead of the greater good of its citizens. Kaiser is simply qu- quickened the demise of the once victorious NCR. Kaiser also regards self-sacrifice as a necessary part of rebuilding civilization. And is evidenced by the fact that he refuses, he refuses the very notion of using the Securitrons hidden beneath the bunker under the camp. Kaiser rejects allowing his legion to use advanced technologies, believing that life must be kept hard and filled with sacrifice in order to strengthen humanity. He has similarly kept his people ignorant to mankind's former knowledge of medical science, allowing his legion to get by by primitive healing power powders, while he himself keeps an autodoc in his tent for both personal use as well as a gift to anyone Kaiser favors. Similarly, drugs and alcohol are completely forbidden from being used by legionaries. Uh, so most legionaries must make do with previous mentioned healing powders, bitter drink, or conducting new remedies like Hydra, all with the caveat that the pain remains. I'm not going to go into so much of what the player does and the effects on him. I'm kind of just here for what Kaiser does. Yeah, I don't care about what the courier does with Kaiser. Except, you know, maybe that thing where you can, like, shoot him in the dome. Eh. So here, these are just the notes quick. Members of the Legion pronounce Caesar's name as Kaiser, a post-classical Latin pronunciation emphasizing the Dipathong? D-I-P-H-T-H-O-N-G. Dipathong. Dipathong. Dipthon? What the fuck is that? Legionaries who knew it's him... The, it's the A-E sound, like Aether. Oh, okay. Uh, legionaries who knew him early in the Legion's history, as well as most other Wastelanders, pronounce it as the anglicized... I've never seen the word anglicized written out. It just means... It white. means uh, the, the white people. Version. Yeah, I've never seen it written out. Um, or Caesar. You know, like the salad. <laughs> Kaiser holds some level of respect for Aaron Kimball, calling him a man of potential. He believes that Kimball would have been more powerful and had more control over the NCR if he had seized power instead of being elected. Ah. If the player character pickpockets Kaiser <laughs> while detected, he will automatically turn hostile and his inventory doesn't open. If Kaiser dies, his body will never disappear. I saw that. That was very interesting. Punching or shooting Kaiser's body after he dies makes the hostile turn makes the Legion turn hostile. Because <laughs> you're desecrating a body. Yeah. If Kaiser turns host- hostile, 
he appears to have not have he appears to not have an attacking expression and will attack with the expression on his face as if he wasn't angry because he's a fucking sociopath. <laughs> Just punching with a big old shit eating grin. Yeah. <laughs> That's like in the first Max Payne. Max Payne has a smile on his face the whole game. Because he's a bad person. John Gonzalez wrote Caesar. He wrote the dialogue for Caesar, but Graham actually designed him. Yes. Or uh, Sawyer designed him. Yes. Caesar possesses a number of parallels to the to his historical counterpart. For example, the historical Kaiser actually suffered from a condition similar to the one depicted in the game. He had headaches, blackouts, and sometimes even seizures. Wow. In terms of appearance, Kaiser is balding as... Wait, balding and has an al- Aquiline. Aquiline nose. A sign of nobility in ancient Rome. One of the things of note is Kaiser is 55 years old in 2281. The historical Julius Kaiser was assassinated at the age of 56 on March 15th, 44 BC. So he's being, he's a better Caesar than Caesar. Yeah. He, he made it longer. Uh, Metzger, the leader of the slaver guild in the den, was initially named Kaiser. Huh. Romilius, C. Julius Caesar. Romilius, I guess, and C. Julius Caesar claimed to be the descendant of the god Mars, just like Kaiser does in this, in this, this game. That is Kaiser. I am glad that I know more about Kaiser now. Isn't he the fucking coolest? He's kind of the man. I mean, the writing for him is just top tier in terms of New Vegas's writing, which is all really good. I'm just... I wish that Bethesda cared this much about Fallout. <laughs> yeah. New Vegas 2, baby! I hope that we'll get some better writing. Um, I'll be the first one to say, I don't think 3 has the best writing in the world. I just like the world a lot. I like the. I think the world is... is more fun to be in than three's claim to fame is the world building new vegas is the writing and four is the actual technical mechanic i feel like yeah if they can put that together into one game that's set on the west coast it would be the game of the year like quite literally not even not even west coast just put it together Mm, or i want to see colorado i want to see fallout legion yeah. Set in the middle U.S. in the Rockies. The, it goes from the Rockies to Colorado. Or to, to like, uh, Dogtown is, like, the main big city. I'm, I'm like, half with you, half not. Yeah. Do you, hold on. Before that's we get what, into this idea, there's two things I want to do. One, mm-hmm. do you have anything you want to say about Kaiser before I end lore? No, um... But he is a bastard, and I love him for it. Cool. If you want to hear this conversation, go, come watch the full episode. Ba-da-ba-bow. Um, I like your idea of, like, Legion Fallout, like a Legion game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dogtown should be, the like, the southmost city. Like, it should be, like, the Rivet City. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you kind of get the more, like, northern areas. Yeah, like, because Colorado, if I remember, and I'm not a geography person... But if I remember correctly, it's like f- there's a fort, like there's five major cities in Colorado, and it's a fort, then it's Denver, then or it's Aspen, a fort, D- 
Denver, Colorado Springs, something else. Like those are the fight because yeah. there's a highway that goes right through the middle of Colorado. Like everything is on. Um, and you can take 80 all the way there. All the way over. Fucking. Oh, so I you love can work the with 80s. the 80s. The 80s are the, the gang. I think oh. when we're done with the antagonist, I might just do something on the 80s. Like, a, like an expose. Like, just, just like, here's, cause they're raiders. Like, they're just, like, three has just raiders, four has just raiders. Like, New Vegas has the they fiends, have the they have the cons. What's up? I like that raiders had identity in New Vegas. Yes. And I, I mean, I liked, I liked the gunners in four, but it wasn't the same as all the tribes. See, I like the tribes. I like that Raiders had some sort of an identity, but I also like the idea that in three, that Raiders are just kind of like, like Raiders don't even trust Raiders. Like, I like that. Yeah. Like that feels very apocalyptic to me. Yeah. It feels very like, um, uh, fuck. What's that movie with the blind bitch in the Bible? The book of Eli? <laughs> yeah, it's very like that. Like you Did don't trust anyone. We reviewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the blind bitch in the Bible. <laughs> Mila Kunis was bl- whatever. Don't talk about Denzel like that. Uh, <laughs> that being said, I'm not. I like your idea. I like even if it was like uh, twenty two. He was born twenty two. Twenty two. What twenty was it? No. 22-something. I already closed 20, it out. I got it. 2247. All right. Put in the 2020s. The 2220s. Uh, actually, no, that's not when he was born. That was subjugating the tribes. He did that at that point. Um, he was born in 2226. All right. Put it in, like, the before Kaisar is born. Or put it, like, right <sighs> after he's born. Like, let's see what it looks like as the tribes. Let's go from there. Uh, cool. You have anything else you want to say? No, I'm good. Cool. I think I'm good. This is a little bit of an all over the place episode. It's a little longer episode. We talked about, um, we talked about some shit in the beginning and there's something I wanted to show off real quick in my quest to buy a bunch of shit that I don't need. I purchased this. Fallout three again. (laughs) Kind of. This was the promotional item for Best Buy. Let me just check my OBS to make sure that it's getting everything. No, this, getting it. this was the promotional. Yeah, I know, but since I cropped the videos, um, this was the promotional item that you got from Best Buy. So it just looks like I guess they would give you this. It's and not the game. It's not the game. On the back, it just says "Prepare for the Future." Has some stills, and and as you've heard me well, say wait. before. What's inside it? Um, well, there's no disc, but as you heard me say before, one of the items that I have that's very special to me is a Nuka-Cola bottle cap opener. The inside, which is actually super funny, is there's a $5 coupon off of the official game guide or collector's edition guide um, that is fucking 11 plus one years old, 13 years old at this point. <laughs> um, that's just going to stay in there. This is going to go on, on, on the shelf with all the other games and whatnot. Where um, did you get that? Uh, like a, a little less than a week ago. No, where? How? Oh, eBay. Just eBay. Normally, I get all my eBay stuff from, from a dude named The Loot Runner. He's where I got my statue, my Fall 3 statue. That was the UK exclusive pre-order bonus. Um, he's the fucking man. This dude, I will never go through again. 
Um, I don't have his name. I didn't even leave him a thing. And it's not even so much his fault that I'm saying. I ordered this November 1st. It didn't show up until December 6th. Where did it ship from? Not far. If it shipped from like It didn't ship from California. It didn't ship. It shipped from the U.S. That's yeah. This was a Best Buy thing. The dude messaged me. I met. I messaged him. It was Friday the thirteenth, and I messaged him like, "Hey man, if I don't hear anything back from you on the thirteenth, I have to request my money back." It had been two weeks almost, Mm -hmm. and I got a message like two days later. He's like, "Hey, my dad died. I'm sorry. Fine, I get that. Life happens." I said, "Take your time." But he didn't ship it out till fucking the first December. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then I didn't get, but whatever. But this is the main attraction. This right here, still in its, it's still in its protective shield, meaning that it's mint on card. Uh, <laughs> is a Nuka Cola bottle cap opener. That's so cool. It's just. Are a, you ever gonna use it? No. Little trinket, little thing. It's actually a magnet. You can technically magnet that to your fridge. With the plastic, no? No, because this is this is metal. This sign's metal because this Nuka Cola I have three Nuka Cola bottle cap openers. This Nuka Cola. I have that same cap, one, it's just over there. This is dusty as fuck. This Nuka Cola bottle cap opener um has that on the back and it's a magnet and it sticks to this. No problem. This is either Where just Where was a, that one from? Was that like a pre order bonus? Because I have that same one. Um it is from it doesn't say it on the inside. I think it was Clutterfly. It was a it, it was, was a box. It was loot box. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, from a loot box. It wasn't loot box, but it was like a loot box. It's one that we both got. Yes. But I have this little That's really cool. Yeah, and it was a pre-order bonus, and I have it and like I'm trying to collect all of the promo stuff for three. Not all of it, but a, a large majority of promo stuff for three. There's some stuff that I know I'll never get my hands on. Like, they did a poker set for dead money that there's only, like, I think 15 of them in existence or something. Um, oh, that's so cool, though. Yeah. There's a couple different things that I just I just want to get my hands on that I, I probably won't. Um, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, there's a, there's dice for New Vegas that the one is the Vault Boy head. Um, yeah, cool. When I get the flags, I'll show the flags off and we talk about them on the show. Um, yeah, I want to see that. Shane Ivers. Hey, Vince. Yes. Do you like listening to music? I do. So do I. Yeah. Um, especially Shane Ivers because he made our intro music. He made a song called Feather Duster, and you can get that at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash Feather Duster Vince. Yes. Social media, right? Uh, in the li- in the description below, there's going to be links to our social medias, mine, all of the shows. Uh, you go ahead and check those out. There's also a link down there to our Discord. Go ahead and check out the Discord. Uh, we're, we've been having game nights. Things have kind of slowed down a bit, probably because of the holidays. But we have game nights. Oh. We stream in there. I haven't played Minecraft in a while. Kind of fiending a bit. Um, I also have been kind of fiending for Minecraft. I just want to play the craft. Um, but other than might, that... I might launch a server. I might what's launch up? a server. I might launch a server. You want we gotta talk about it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Um, 
we stream, we do things, we do this, we do that. There's a red bubble <laughs> in the description Discord. below also that you can throw us a couple bucks if you want, uh, by buying some merch and supporting us. And we also have to thank some people, um, through pay- who, 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 who give us money on Patreon. Uh, we're very thankful for all of you fine, fine, kind, fine folks. Um, there's a link to our Patreon in the description below and Olive, we have some people to thank. We do. We're going to start with the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. Then we're going to scoot right on down to Gage twice. Thank you, Gage, twice. Once for uh, the Patreon and another one for the uh, Discord. He allows us to do all the streaming. Yeah, thanks for the Nitro, bud. Um, Then we're going to go to Jordan with a Y. Thank you, Jordan with a Y. Next up is uh, Danny. Thank you, Danny. Next up is Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, last but not least, we have Bones Jones. Thank you, Bones Jones. I hope your bones are doing just great. Uh, before we leave, <laughs> Cyberpunk uh, today had 1.003 million people on Steam. Like active players. The only game that was higher than that was Counter-Strike. Wow. Today, with well, like, after I'm done recording, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go finish downloading. Cool. Have fun. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for coming. This Love week. you, boy. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.